All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Jake, it's a momentous day. Um, We're recording this, listeners, a week early because I'm going on vacation with my family, and it's uh, Tuesday, June 5th, and big news released this morning. I heard my first Justin Bieber song. Really? Yeah, I had it on Pandora, and I, I don't know how Pandora's algorithm works, where if you type in the police and you want a station you know, designed for the police and maybe new wave rock, uh, I'm across the room, I'm across the house, and I'm listening to something, I'm like, what is this shit? This is just garbage. And I walk over and look, and it's a Justin Bieber song called Sorry, and look, I'm not trying to be an old well, at man. At least he this. had the decency to apologize for it, you know? <laughs> there you go. But here's, here's like, do you, do you, did you see the Saturday Night Live sketch, Swiftamine? I, I did not, no. Okay, Swiftamine was a product uh, because it happened to me. Like, I posted on Facebook, holy shit, I can't believe I like a Taylor Swift song. Almost the exact same thing happened where I was listening to the song going, wow, this is really fucking catchy. What is this? Oh, shit, it's Taylor Swift. I like a Taylor Swift song. And then Saturday Night Live did a sketch where adults were discovering that they like Taylor Swift songs. So there was a Dramamine equivalent pill called Swiftamine that you took and it helped you through the... So my point is, I'm not an old fuddy-duddy that just hates the kids and what they're into. Justin Bieber does suck. I can say that now, having heard one of his songs. It's as bad as you would have imagined. I always insulted him in the past for being a useless piece of shit queer nuts, but his music is not music. It's shit. Well, yeah, but in 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 the Biebs' defense, I, I I don't think that Nathan Timmel is exactly the target demographic for the that song. You know what I'm saying? Well, and that's and that's why we have a guest here. You didn't we're just talk have about your first period yesterday, man. This like, is you're true. Not, you're not who they're going after. <laughs> well, let's we uh, and I, you say your last name. We have a guest. It's a comedian, female comedian, uh, and the reason I point out female is we'll get into that in a second. Uh, Amy, say your last name because I'll mess it up. Liz Cat. Liz Cat. Uh, Okay. Lizka, Lizka. It's L- Polish. Oh, Polish. Well, yeah. Uh, it's an Eastern last... European name, man. It's impossible to say those fucking things, right? <laughs> it is. And my last name is Timmel. I'm German, so we are automatically at odds with one another. Yeah, yeah. Your last names are quarreling, man. Mine is uh, mine is Czech, so I guess uh, I guess I got to side with the Polish on this one, man. You, you guys invaded do. our land. We invaded everybody. The Germans did. With that yep. angry little Charlie Chaplin-looking motherfucker that you guys <laughs> loved so much back in the day. <laughs> well, you know, he had the the speaking skills of a, uh, I don't know, a rabbit of an artist with Tourette's. <laughs> yeah, rabid dog with Tourette's. So here, here's why he was going to make Germany great again. Anyway, what's up? <laughs> so I pointed out female specifically because uh, we we asked Amy to come on the program today. Um, because Jake, you and I are the male equivalent to feminists. I guess we believe in female causes we believe in women's rights but whenever we talk about them it's literally two dudes talking about how much we support women's rights and after the last podcast we're like it's kind of silly that the two were sitting here saying oh how poorly women are treated in the supreme court and or oh they made a good decision without ever having a female point of view on so you just it's true I, as far back as i try to tuck it it still uh, gets in the way of my female perspective it does it does we can uh, we can listen to uh wild horses all day long and talk about how we'd fuck it's ourselves it's goodbye horses a uh, goodbye horses yes yes goodbye there you go 
that's it. Wild Horses is the Stones, man. Uh, that's also Wild Stallions is uh, Bill and Ted. But either way, Goodbye yeah. Horses. Dude, do you think when the people who wrote that song wrote that song, like, and they had a time traveler, i.e. you or me, go back to them and tell them, like, listen, this song is going to go on long after you guys. It's, it'll be your only hit. It's You're going to be yes. a one-hit wonder. You'll be remembered forever, like you said. However. Yeah, it's, it's going to be basically the marketing slogan for uh, transgender serial killers. Oh, uh, it, it's going to be forever known as, as that song. It's the dick-tucking, skin-suit-making song. For, for forever. That's how our, your grandkids are going to know that song, man. Now, do you want the royalties and the fame, or do you just want to, like, tuck it into a box like an old, uh, um, oh, shit, what's her name? Emily, uh, a poem. You know, like, the, it was right. a poet. That now she, that you know this, you guys can continue to write Goodbye Horses, or you can be a successful cover band. The choice is yours. <laughs> I am a time traveler. I'm offering the choice to you. But either way, so we we the uh, so going back to what you said, I know that I am not the market for Justin Bieber, but I hate to insult an entire gender, but teen girls are fucking stupid if this is the shit they're buying into because they're buying into Taylor Swift, and at least I can grudgingly admit, fuck, she's got some catchy goddamn songs. Why can't Justin Bieber not have shitty songs? Why does he have to just be marketed on being a Canadian lesbian with? you know, tattoos and abs. I don't know. How, how is, uh, Amy, what's your point of view? What did you listen to in your tween years? What do you want I, to be embarrassed I was completely by? all about New Kids on the Block. Like, uh, that was my thing. I actually just uh, yeah. posted something on Twitter saying, I found a diary entry that said, today, August, I something, uh, 1990, I fell in love with New Kids on the Block. So I was totally about them. And again, but, step by step, an awful, awful song. Unlistenably bad. Yeah, I mean, you can say the same thing for the other side, man. I mean, you know, uh, bands like Corn and Limp Biscuit did not get big <laughs> because true. teenage girls were like, come on, man. That's a, that's a fight. Like, bad music is, is bad a, music, a genderless yeah. thing, man. It's just each side has its own bad music. Yeah, guys in their 20s, bros, like that fucking Lip Biscuit, uh, well, it ain't blacks rapping, and it's got some sort of guitar, so yeah, I think it's awesome, because uh, racism. <laughs> well, I remember when I was younger, I actually thought that you didn't have to have talent? be good. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think you had to be good. I remember saying, I'm going to become a musician, you just have to say words with a catchy phrase. Like, And I knew that as a little kid, that like these songs weren't hard to create, so it was just all about the marketing. It, it gave it gave little kids with no talent hope that they could one day be famous. A lot of that music, <laughs> and then Kim Kardashian kicked that into overdrive. No, actually, Paris Hilton was the first fuck tape nobody to no, get famous. Well, to yeah, Paris Hilton. You know, I her thought it was tape. always Kim. No, 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 no. Paris Hilton. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, because, I mean, she was the daughter of the, the people that own the hotels, hotels but, yeah. I mean, she wasn't like a celebrity until she banged some guy on camera. Yeah, yeah. So she was the pioneer for that. You know, she was the Lewis and Clark. And, no, she was she was the Columbus, and then Kim Kardashian was the Lewis and Clark. You know, yes, she just yep. kind of stumbled into it, in, into this new world of getting famous for porn videos. You know, and then uh, Kim Kardashian was like, "Let's explore this fucking thing further and start mapping out the states." That's yes. what she did. Oh my God, that is probably the best goddamn analogy I've ever heard. 
It's what I do, and it's that's with a vicious hangover too, man. I uh, <laughs> I'm on it with my analogies today. Excellent. Well, here's the real uh, news of the day: is as everyone fucking expected, uh, Hillary will not be indicted over her emails. The FBI came out and said, "Was it a poor judgment of uh, judgment call? Yes. Is it criminal? No." Um, I personally do not think gender has anything to do with it. I remember think back to the Bill Clinton days when, you know, you had Wag the Dog, when he was actively trying to kill Osama bin Laden, and the Republicans were saying, oh, he's just trying to distract from his sex scandal, because I think it's a Democrat thing, and Republicans are always on the wrong side. But there are plenty of people who believe that she's being Wasted hounded. Wasted time going after terrorists instead yeah. of talking about a blowjob. Get to the issues, Mr. President. <laughs> Stick to the real issues. But there are people who believe that Hillary's being hounded for Benghazi, for her emails, uh, for uh, because she's a woman. Amy, do you have any perspective? Do you feel as a woman that that plays into it? I personally don't, but as a white male, maybe my opinion is not the best to hear. I just think it's a Democrat-Republican thing. How do you feel? I mean, yeah, it's a Democrat-Republican thing, but honestly, like, yeah, she's a woman. They're just trying to get her for anything right now. I, I personally don't think it was a big deal this emails you know but um at the same time i don't follow politics as much as i should but i do feel like when she has kind of made her points like this i, I feel like she's answered the question 100 percent each time and each time the rebuttal from the other side it's always like but you're a woman like i feel like that's almost coming off the tip of their tongue sometimes you know it just always seems like she you know if it's not the emails it's like how she dealt with emails or I don't know. Somehow her feminism always plays into it. Like, you know, she's not strong enough. She is strong enough. She cries too much. She doesn't cry enough. She's, you know, somehow something points to her being a female. So, yes. Does that even answer the question or am I just a female? Did I just answer that in a female way? I don't know. Well, you gave me something to think of. What I do agree with is the media treats her much differently and this has been pointed out on full frontal with sam b which is the best show out there right next to john oliver and the daily show have all pointed out that media coverage is different they they focus on what she is wearing more than exactly. anything else and that definitely exactly. is unfair and a female issue as opposed to a democrat because um i can't remember what it was they they they, they, they complained about something hillary was wearing and then whichever program I was watching showed a lineup of every single Republican when there were 17 of them in a Republican debate. And they were all wearing the same dark suit. And yeah. it's like, yeah, did you pick on the guys for dressing? So I will, I will absolutely grant you that media coverage is different. And I guess I do hear what you're saying when you say that, uh, you know, she answers a question, she answers it well, and they follow up with, well, I don't believe you. Like exactly. And that's how I always feel. I feel like when I have heard her speak, she answers at 100 percent, you know, for the most part, as what a politician, you know, usually tries to dodge. She has answered at 100 percent. And then they're still like, well, that's not enough. So I don't know what else to go for. You know, I feel like she has answered questions. She's gone through hours of interrogation. And, you know, what else is to be said? You know, and then she's up against a candidate, Donald Trump, who doesn't answer any questions. So, you know, that's that's where I have problems with, because I do feel like she does get a little bit more slack for being a woman. Yeah. And I, I think the best comment I've ever heard on Trump uh, was that whenever he answers a question, it sounds like the kid who's trying to do an oral book report who didn't read the book. Exactly. Which I've done many times. <laughs> here's here's a question I have on the um, 
on, on on the email thing and not getting indicted, do you think she would have gotten indicted if she wasn't the nominee? Like, say Bernie Sanders would have won. Do you think she, that, that would have made a difference? I, I feel like it would have. I disagree because the, the quote from the FBI director, I don't have it in front of me, but it's something very similar to it would be insane for a prosecutor to try and take this up as a cause because – I mean, the, the, his, his reasoning is there is so little evidence that it was criminal. It was just poor judgment. He literally said, should she have done it? Absolutely not. Did she try and cover it up or delete or hide? I mean, it was not criminal. It was just stupid. I mean, so he, but this is my cynical, skeptical side. I mean, do, do you think a lot of that is coming from uh, the, the current administration? No. Like, listen, no. Fucking, no. You, you know, if it could go a real good way to keep in your job if you... Uh, didn't fuck with our nominee because we kind of need this one. No, look what just happened with Loretta Lynch. Again, a powerful black woman, the, the attorney general, she bumps into Bill Clinton at an airport and they talk for five minutes on a tarmac, you know, like they're, they're both going to their planes and they say, you know, when, when they ask what the conversation was, they said, we talked about our kids. But instead, the right wing is saying, oh my God, private meeting, he's trying to influence her. So the first thing she does is says, something that she shouldn't have to say. She comes out and says, I will accept the FBI verdict as it stands. As if there was ever any question that if the FBI had said, indict Hillary, that Loretta Lynch would have said, nah, you know what, I'm going to overturn that decision and not indict her. Like, she had to actively come out and say, because it is the, the bullshit conspiracy theories and the noise machine that puts that bullshit out there, and then... You, Jake, I know, so you are skeptical and questioning, but I know plenty of stupid people I went to high school with who don't think, but they just blurt out whatever, like, yeah, private meeting, bullshit, Lorenzo. They don't even know Lorenzo. Well, I think that's kind of strange because if they were doing shit like that, I mean, they they wouldn't be doing that out in the open like that. You know what I mean? If they really were having, like, a shady... I'm going to pull some Illuminati shit right now. It probably wouldn't be next to the Starbucks at the airport. Like it, it'd be in a weird little, uh, it'd be a weird little, or they would just send their, their little, uh, their, their, their conspiracy guys, you know, they're, 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 gophers, they're, 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 they're yeah, the messenger yeah. guys, they dress like I'm here to deliver a pizza and a message, you know, like that. But kind I'm of be, thing. Am I being stupid here? They bumped into each other at a tar- like, in the airport, there's secret service around yeah, both there's, there's of them. Plenty of definitely around. Yeah, there's so many witnesses. Yeah, yeah. Even a bump in is is public. So and that's yeah. what this was. No one tried to hide it. It was literally Clinton bumps into Loretta Lynch, and then suddenly the right wing starts shouting, "Private meeting! Private meeting!" It's like <laughs> I, I. The only time this has ever happened to me, but I was on an airplane with with John Lithgow once. We were at a gate, and I just sort of gave him a nod, like, "Hey, you're John Lithgow," and he's like, "Yeah, I'm John," you know, and that was it. There was not a Nathan Timmel bumps into celebrity from Third Rock from the Sun. I think that was the show he was on, right? You know, yeah. It's literally that's the exaggeration point of I happen to be on an airplane with John Lithgow. It's it's not. It happens. It's life. Oh, dude, don't get me wrong. I I definitely think there's a lot of shady Game of Thrones type of shit that goes on behind the scenes. I just think they're not. They're a little more careful about it. They're not yeah. doing it at the airport, especially with <laughs> yeah. the Clintons, man. Like they're they're dirty and shady as fuck, man. They 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 probably did all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I think she pulled a lot of strings to not get indicted, and and, and I think the current administration helped with that. But I don't think it took place. Uh, at the Jamba Juice, I, I, I think uh, you know. I, I think they're a little more careful about shit like that. Yeah. Well, I want to. 
Amy said something that I thought was interesting. I wanted to bring it up anyway. Is she said, I don't follow policy that much. This is what I think. So let, let's follow something that you do have firsthand experience with. Uh, I said female comedian um, because yes. um, there's been a lot of talk recently on the web I've seen and in chat groups about sexism in comedy. And I can only speak from personal experience, which is whenever I bump into a comedian, male, female, black, I basically judge them on whether or not they're funny. That's my person. Like, I'll treat every comedian the same, which is sort of, hey, you know, like, if I don't know you, I'm not in your face. Hey, hi, let's be best friends. I'm just sort of, oh, hey, you're on the show also? Cool. Uh, I'm Nathan. And that's about it. And when they're on stage, I'm either going, oh, this is awful. Or I'm like, oh, this is pretty funny. So Mm -hmm. I have no point of reference for sexism in the world. You live in a fairly progressive city, New York. Do you bump into the fact where you run into, oh, well, female comedians aren't funny, or do you get introduced as, hey, our next comedian's a woman. How about that? Crazy, huh? Or what? what is your experience being someone uh, that's a comedian that happens to have the female body parts? You, you know what? I, I, I think about this all the time. Um, you know, funny is funny, and I, especially in New York, if you can prove that you're funny and you do the work and you do, do consistent work, no matter your sex, color, gender, what you look like, people respect you. People don't respect people that, like, don't really put in the work, kind of, you know, half-ass the job. You know, so, you know, so I especially do feel like in New York, um, not, not really. Like, I don't. I personally really love the craft so much that I don't think about that I'm even a woman. I think about, is this joke funny? Now, just because I'm in that type of mindset... So you try um, to spend more time writing instead of blogging? That's what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> Good call. I don't, I don't have a blog. That's I don't success. have a blog. I'm someone who's done stand-up before. Let me tell you for six pages how I feel about that joke. That doesn't make you better. You're like, that's just never going to make it any no, better I mean, stand-up. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I think, I, think, I think we're in an age where that myth, are women funny? It's just not there anymore. I mean, we just have too many people, women that are writers now and that that are, you know, all SNL, all the all the people. It's just like women are part of the group now. And I think now it's more about like, are you funny? Or are you not funny? People that kind of have this thing against women, I feel like they're almost looked like, like they're not with the times. Like they're kind of like not doing, I don't know. Yeah, for real. Sexist dudes it's, get discriminated against. I, that's what I feel. I do feel like sexist dudes get discriminated. I'm just like, what? You know, their jokes. Oh, are... don't, don't get, don't even get me started on the plight of the racists and homophobics out there, man. They got uh, it rough. But I mean, look what they did to that poor duck hunter guy. That's why that... we formed the men's rights groups. God damn it, to protect our <laughs> yeah. freedom yeah. to discriminate Making and America hate. Great and again. Be I mean, I'll be damned if I'm selling them wedding cakes. <laughs> but no, I mean, just in general, I mean, I'm, I'm not being stupid about it. Yes, I'm sure it's there. And yes, I do get brought up like we have another female comedian. Um, but I, does that I just bother don't... you? Because it bothers no. me as a white Sometimes... male when I hear a host say, hey, here's our next comic. It's a female. Like I when I said we have a female comedian here on this podcast, I chose my words carefully because I knew we were going to get into this. Whereas when uh-huh. I'm when I'm in an audience or at an open mic or whatever, and the host says our next comic is a woman, I just think our next comic here she is, Amy. You know, like yeah. why do you point out the gender? What does it matter? 
let her joke speak for herself. That's so. Is that in in my mind? That is not overt sexism. Like you can hear in the voice if someone's being sexist. Like her next kind. But even if they say it, I think it's a subtle version of. I would say ignorance. Where and I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with in- ignorance. Like you can't approach. I mean, I, it's difficult to approach and say maybe you shouldn't do that because then they get defensive. But at the same time. Yeah, I just think it's dumb. Like, why can't you just say, here's our next comic and leave it at that? Yeah, I, I mean, that's a good point. And, but at the same time, I kind of, I can't, I'm just saying, I just don't focus on it. I just try to do my jokes and do my thing. And I do feel that the people that focus too much on it, it, it just almost hurts them, you know? Um, that's my personal opinion. But yeah, in general. They're like yeah, the I Bernie do- Sanders supporters of feminism. A little bit, yeah. But I, I mean, just in general, I, yeah, I'm sure it's, you know, it's still there. There's, there's racism. There's, you know, it's all, it's all around, you know, and, and even, um, I, I, I do with spots on, on, in clubs. Um, I don't want to say what club, but the, the, the owner consistently will never put a female first. I've noticed that. Um, and he will consistently like, he'll put two dudes back to back and say that there's maybe five girls. He'll actually put two dudes back to back and then he'll alternate girls in between. So it's like, he can't just put two girls back to back. Do you see what I'm saying? So if he means to do that or not, or if that's just like subconscious, I don't know, but I just, I definitely notice it, but I just try not to focus on it, you know, because what am I going to get out of trying to change, change that? I I don't know. I just want to do my jokes. That's all I want to do. Are there, when you say there are two men back-to-back, like, and when you say five female comics, is that over the course of 20 comedians? Because then I could see it might be odd. Yeah, like so if that's you just what I'm saying. The, like, the female comedians together. I mean, uh, I would do the same thing. If there were 20 mm-hmm. comedians and five of them happened to be women or three were African-American, I would space them out to spice up the night as opposed to lumping, where it's like, I would just do but that that's a, But, consciously. like, why? Like, you know... Just to make it more interesting, what, instead of, like, white male, white male, white male, it'd be, like, white male, white male, woman. White male, white male, you know, black... If, if the majority is yeah, white males, I want to break Yeah, but why can't it just be, like, white woman, white woman, white male, you know? That's what I'm saying. If there's enough comedian, girl comedians to go back-to-back, um, you know, he still seems to space it out. But... You know, that's just like little things I see a lot that happens. And and also on a on a flip point of view, there's tons of there's tons of shows people put together like all female comics or um, you know, and not that I'm against any of that, but but you know, it's it's like why why just an all female show, like why not just have comedians just doing a comic show? That's I don't know. What if I identify as a female comic? Can I be on the show then? Well, uh, you have to see the thing I was thinking is, uh, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't get annoyed by all female shows, but I do on the flip side say, well, if I were to bill a show as all male, it, the, yeah. you know, there'd be an outcry against it, you know, like, exactly. why not just exactly. look at this comedian? Well, in defense of those shows, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. It, I, I like it more if things are a little bit mixed up, you know, if, if you have, oh, Everybody on this show is very, very similar. A lot of the, the comedy is going to be kind of similar, and so it might get dry. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, in, in defense of those shows, I, I will say there's a lot less women in comedy than there are men just in, in general. Yeah. I mean, from, from the floor up. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how many open mics I've been to out here where there's literally no women whatsoever. There won't be uh, – it, it'll just be men or, you know, there's only one or two. And so – 
maybe a lot of people are, are kind of tired of that. And they're like, well, you know, we, we do want to hear women do stand up. And so we're going to go to that show. I mean, it, it does make sense to me for, for, for a marketing standpoint. Now, the logistics of it is you're going to hear a lot of very similar jokes. You know, if, if, if you're booking people that are of the same demographic, you're, you're going to hear it. So, I mean, I, I think for, for the actual show itself, it would be better to kind of mix things up, but I, I get how that might draw people in. Like, let's let's give them something different. We've heard enough dudes talking about beating off and playing video games or whatever the fuck. So, you know, let's hear about shoes or whatever. Yeah, I hear that too because there was a while um, that club comedy or just in general, it happened with the original Kings of Comedy, that that set off an explosion not just in theaters, like the original Kings with uh, Bernie Mac and all the big guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that did. That, that really it trickled down. that trend. Yeah, yeah. and I was, seeing, I was seeing, like, literally, uh, the stoners of comedy, the beards of comedy, oh, the yeah. dads yeah. of comedy. And like you said, I would look at each poster and go, that's got to be the most boring goddamn, like the stoners of comedy. Yeah. Do I want five comics in a row to get all up and talk about, about weed? Right. Yeah, fucking yeah. the munchies and Doritos yeah. and... And it just seemed to me like the most boring goddamn thing in the world. But for a while, like, yeah, packaging was the thing. Because you could draw yeah. in that audience. Yeah. Well, let's drift away from comedy. I, I want to... Uh, do you have something to say? Go ahead. No, I was just saying, just in general, uh, whatever gender you are, there's politics in everything. And there's barriers for everything. So I just always say, just focus on your material. Focus on what you want to do. And just kind of, you know, just try and be funny. That's how I've always looked at it. Yeah, that's a good attitude. Sorry, that's just a, my no. little inspirational quote for today. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with <laughs> I'll that. I'll blog about it later, okay? Yes, please do. <laughs> um, so one thing I wanted to touch on, and this is, again, this goes back to the podcast that Jake and I have been recording, is uh, especially from a, a feminine, female woman's point of view, whatever you want, however you want to phrase it, is we've been talking about uh, like the Supreme Court cases or... We brought up Judge Penske several times. Judge Penske was the asshole that sentenced Brock Turner to six months in jail after raping a woman. And we've gone back to him a couple times because new information keeps coming out. And the new one that came out over the course between the last podcast and this one was uh, several months before the Brock Turner case, he sentenced a Latino man to three years in, j three years in jail for almost the same... Th I don't think it was rape. I think it was sexual assault. But either way, so you've got this white Stanford frat boy, and the judge went to Stanford, if I'm not mistaken, and he gets a light sentence because, as Jake and I have talked, to, uh, talked about, oh, well, look at this poor kid. He just made a mistake. Whereas <laughs> for sexual... like, uh, So let's, let's ask. Jake and I have complained. Tell us how that makes you feel seeing... A judge like the the I I don't like the term rape culture because I think it becomes too broad, but there is some there are very serious problems when you have judges handing down like and it happened in Indiana we talked about light sentences for sexual crime is that it makes me disgusted as a man. How does it make a woman feel like that you are unprotected in society or that it's just a couple bad apples or is it systemic this problem? Talk freely. Tell, tell, no, educate I, us I, men. I don't get it. It makes me sick, actually. But, um, but it's just, it's just one of those things that unless you're really involved with the case, I, I don't, I don't know. But I, I do see that there's a lot of like injustice with our legal systems. I just don't get it. It makes me sick. I really wish 
that there was just, um, you know, you broke the rules and this is the punishment. And then, you know, kind of just, it's very black and white, but I don't, you know, it doesn't make any sense to me just because a person did really well in school that, or maybe they just might have money to get them a lower sentence. I just, it doesn't make sense to me, you know? Well, what Jake and I were discussing is that it's, 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 subconscious racism like i said with the guy that might say hey our next comic's a woman here's it you know like he doesn't mean anything <laughs> by it but with the judge oh like I, I went to stanford this kid went he sees himself in that kid he's not going to see himself in the mexican or latino or i don't know which part of latin american the kid he doesn't see himself in that uh person so that guy gets a three-year sentence which to me still still seems kind of like if he raped someone three years is a little light um yeah it's, it's so it might be unconscious. Well, that's why I thought it was odd how much they the people were were bringing up that other case because it was like he didn't do anything wrong when he sentenced that other guy to three years in prison. He did something wrong when he gave the guy the lighter sentence. I mean, I I would hope that fucking everybody that got convicted of rape or sexual assault in his courtroom got more time than 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 six months, whether they're white, black, whatever. I mean, so you're pointing out like, hey, here's a guy who got a decent sentence for that. It's just like, yeah, well, he, he should have. He fucking sexually assaulted someone, you know? I think we need to point out the word of decent as in uh, more correct, not in, ah, oh, that's decent. <laughs> like, you got <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, if he's only doing six months, I can't expect him to be a great judge. I, I'll settle for decent, okay? We, first, we bump him up to decent. We see how he does with training wheels. And then we bump him up to superb judge. Can we, can we just, like, anyone that's convicted of sexual assault, why are you only getting six months? Like, is that is that wrong of me? Well, that's think? kind of what I talked about on when we, when we originally talked about it last time. The thing that got me the most about it was every time I watch a documentary on the war on drugs, there's always at least one section where they have some judge or DA or somebody going, well, you know, we didn't want to sentence this defendant to that much time but unfortunately in indiana the state minimum for having more than two ounces of weed is like a century and a half if he's reincarnated the new mother has to throw her legs up against the cell <laughs> and deliver the kid right back into this the cell so he can continue serving a sentence in the next life and if he's hindu and comes back as a cow we're eating steaks that night again state minimums <laughs> my hands are tied this is what we had to do, but oh, for sex crimes, yeah, we uh, we just throw dice, and me and the DA bet on what the uh, sentence is going to be. We call it uh, bad touch craps, and uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, steak like or the... veal. You want to get that cow early? <laughs> veal. You wanna... there... Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is honestly the only reason why I hope to God I never have to ever be involved with the courts because after watching like uh, listening to Serial and and uh, making a murder and all that stuff, it just seems like. There's so much that can go against you for no reason, and it just makes me so scared that if I were to ever find myself in a courtroom or a loved one in the courtroom, I just feel like I would just have a seizure because I wouldn't know what's going on. It's just there's too many things that I just don't understand and, and could be convicted for I don't know what, and then it's just crazy to me. Well, it's just one thing, literally. It's, not, it's, it's, it's money. It is literally money. Yeah. Like. All you need is the we, we've talked about OJ in the past. He bought the dream team. He bought lawyers that attacked every single angle. He had a DNA lawyer. He had uh, Cochran doing the showboating. He had uh, you know the personable lawyer. Every single they had Marsha Clark and Chris Darden on the prosecution. 
where at where whoever whatever witness or uh, the prosecution threw up or expert the prosecution threw up, the defense had a very specific lawyer to handle that witness on their own. You know, it wasn't one lawyer doing all the work. So it's money. It's the judicial the judicial system is literally based on money. If you can hire the best lawyers, then you can then you have a chance. It's scary. <laughs> Especially I have no money. Yeah. yeah oh, like... speaking of cereal, though, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the guy from season one that um, uh, I can't pronounce Adnan, 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 Adnan yeah. Syed, I think. Adnan. He, yeah. yeah, yeah, he. New, uh, new trial. Yeah, he's he's getting a new trial. Yeah. He's getting. God damn. Yeah, yeah. That that show though did make me be afraid that one day. I'm going to say hi to some lady and I'm going to be the last one somebody she's talking to. And like, they're, they're going to come up to me and be like, where were you 20 minutes last Thursday? And I'm like, dude, I'm a drunk. I don't fucking know. Like I, I was laying in bed shaking with alcohol withdrawal and uh, occasionally masturbating. That's what I was doing the entire time she was being murdered. And no, I did not have six witnesses. So I guess I'm going to jail. Like I used to be freaked out that the NSA was recording me. You know, like after the now Edward I want Snowden them thing. recording me. Yes. Yeah. Now I want an app that just records literally every time I'm not burying dead women. Just, <laughs> just follows me around, which is most of the time. You know, so I want that thing recording basically twenty four seven. Do you remember in that first season? Um, I don't remember who the person was that said uh, what I'm about to repeat, but it made a lot of sense to me. They said the guilty are the ones that have their alibi down. Like when you said, right. I don't remember where I was yeah. on May 17th at 3 p.m. If, if you weren't the one murdering anybody, yeah. you you're didn't not know what was going about on. It. Nothing significant about that yeah. day. You just fucking jerked was, off and watched the Flintstones, and, and you didn't bother writing that down. Yeah, they finally got a lawyer that was interested in the case, and that's what she said. When she finds people that are actually guilty, they kind of... They know exactly what they're talking about, except for when they get someone that's innocent. They have they they have the worst reasons for everything. Yeah, the yeah. worst reasons where they're just like, "What yeah. did you do?" Uh, uh, I don't well, know. I never thought about that before. She talked about that, but it makes perfect fucking sense, man. I mean, if you if you got arrested right now, and they said to you, "Somebody murdered your ex, whoever," uh, was it you? And you're like, "No." And they were like, okay, well, it happened at 2.24 last Wednesday. Where were you? I mean, unless you have like, a, oh, I was clocked in at the factory. I mean, if you were just out and about, who the fuck knows, man? I, I don't know what I was doing at 2.24 last Wednesday or 6.27 last Saturday. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you. Even then, even if you're clocked in. Remember, we talked about the documentary Fantastic Lies about the Duke rape case where they oh, yeah. had, you know, recording a kid at an ATM on camera taking money out of the ATM miles away from where the rape was taking place. And yet, you know, he still got the prosecution who they obviously disbarred and was corrupt, you know, said, oh, we have all the evidence to, to support that it was him. And two other guys had a taxi receipt and the taxi driver saying, no, I was taking them home at midnight, you know, and they were in my cab. And yet these they all got they were all innocent and they were released as such. But again, money, if that had been someone that was relying on a public defender, they might have been in jail right now, even though they were innocent. So or if they, exactly. if they bought my new iPhone app, that I, alibi app, just <laughs> the, the, the alibi. That's what iPhone should call that one. The, the alibi. alibi. Yeah. yeah. 
Let's talk about one more issue before we get out of here. We're going long, listeners. We're at 35 minutes. We usually cut. But I, I do, since we have Amy here, um, one thing that happened that we didn't talk about last week, the Supreme Court came down, Oh yeah. ironically, on the correct side, at three assholes, and again, men, who, I, so when, when the male judges do shit like this, I have to wonder, were you raised in a vacuum? Do you have no mother? Do you have no wife? Do you have no sister? Three men dissented. But uh, two really good rulings, they said, Texas, fuck off with your bullshit legislation that is basically, that is written to drive abortion clinics out of business. And two, men, if you are a domestic abuser, you cannot own a gun. A, a guy with domestic abuse on his record went all the way to the Supreme Court saying, well, yeah, I know I hit women, but come on, I should be able to own a gun. <laughs> And the Supreme Court said, nope, Texas, fuck off, and no abusive men. Uh, it's you been can't a long time since me and Tina Turner were making records together. I should get to have <laughs> a pistol. God damn it. So I, that that has to be good, Amy. Like, Jake and I, I, I we would it. celebrate it. Like, yay. <laughs> but again, as men, it's just sort of a jerk-off session where two guys are going, didn't our gender do good? Except we didn't. It was Elena Kagan. It was Sotomayor. It was yeah. uh, Ginsburg that, that you know teamed up and, and got two good men, Kennedy and was it Souter? It had to be a Souter. Alito is such an asshole. But either way, uh, any thoughts on that? On, on... Uh, yeah, I mean, hands down, I'm really, really happy about that. I mean, also, it's not that I... I it, this is nothing to do with, uh, like, if I hate guns or not guns, but I, they have shown study after study after study that that men particularly or women that are are you know abusive in the home also tend to like guns or make irrational decisions and just like go for the gun so i mean you know yeah yeah absolutely i think you know they i even remember one time i was listening to warning signs if you're in a bad relationship or or in a really like a abusive relationship and one of the things was if if uh, he is obsessed with guns, you know, it's yeah. just like there has been studies that abuse relationship and gun violence has a huge link to it. But it's just like, you know, people want to ignore that when it goes to like getting a gun. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm hands down happy for that. And I think you'll see that there'll be a difference, you know, come come in the future. I just, I, I, the confidence of that guy who was going to the Supreme Court, like, hey, why can't I have a gun just because I'm a violent criminal? <laughs> the hell's the matter? I thought this was America. <laughs> I, I get pissed at, uh, I don't who know, I think it must have been Alito because he's such a cunt. Um, going to the, the Texas law, like, it's so cut and dried. It, the overwhelming evidence was that these restrictions were only in place to target abortion clinics. And yet people that don't follow the case were still saying, well, it's for her health. It's for her safety. For okay. the yeah. woman's health, every any abortion clinic that wants to stay open needs to have caviar in the vending machine and 12 Norwegian brain surgeons on staff at all times. And I've, I, I've said this before, and I feel that, and I, I, you know, I have no research behind this except for my own, opinion so sorry if people get mad at me but if it was if it if men actually ended up taking care of the children more than the women do i'm not saying that they're i have a great dad you know there are a lot of great dads out there but if if in the social norm the man actually took care of the child 
more than it actually the woman did, I guarantee these abortions, uh, like rules and all that stuff, would be completely different. Yeah, they'd have they'd have Plan B pills at the gas station. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Little I'm abortion booths at Walmart and stuff. Yeah, and well, I mean, especially if the baby sometimes burst through the holes of our cocks. You know what I mean? Like we'd be all about getting rid of those goddamn things. Yeah. Well, I mean, not to make light of it, I I absolutely agree with Amy, and I'll, the the point that always gets me the 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 that. That, that angers me is the disconnect between abortion and the plan B pill. The people that say life begins at conception. Like I personally get weird with the idea of abortion, especially late term when you have a fetus in there, when it has hands, when it's moving, when it like, it, 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 it bothers me. But I think the plan B pill, which is literally you have, cells too small to be seen by the human eye it's it's not it's not a per it's a clump of cells and you're basically inducing a period you know a natural thing like oh i was going to have my period on the 27th but i had sex so i'm going to have it on the 12th the people that are against the plan b pill are just lunatics for me feel how you want to feel about late-term abortion you you we can have that discussion but the idea that I, a I vote of for cells... it because the more developed a, a fetus is, the closer it is to being annoying on the subway when I forgot my headphones. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm all I'm all about the late, late, late. I'm talking like seventh term, man. I'm down with that shit. Well, the main thing that gets me mad about uh, a lot of people going after clinics like Planned Parenthood is just like the educational reasons. It just it really irks me because I I always make this point. Um, I got my eggs frozen uh, a couple years ago. And I actually went to Planned Parenthood because if I would have, I, I had to get a bunch of tests done beforehand so I could get my eggs frozen. The tests, if I would have gone anywhere else, would have been $1,000. I went to Planned Parenthood and it cost me $175. And it's just like, those are the facilities that they're trying to like go after and tear down. And, and because of Planned Parenthood, I'm probably going to be able to have a kid in the future. You know, and this is what makes me so mad that they just... That they just like, you know, oh, this is just bad and dirty and, and all that stuff like that. And so it's just in a in a way, I, I just don't get why they just, you know, go after just very black and white statements. I don't know. Well, because they're they're not logical. I mean, facts, yeah. factually, there there's no arguing this because it is like saying humans believe breathe oxygen factually. Planned Parenthood is either 97 or 98 percent healthcare, cancer screenings, eggs freezings, uh, STD, you know, 90 and 2%, maybe 3% abortion. And that two or 3%, they, they are so controlled with their money intake that that is all donated money and no federal money, no tax subsidies go toward abortion. And yet douchebags just lump it all under one thing. Planned Parenthood is bad. Shut them down. Federal. And it's, it, they do not listen. They do not care. That I mean, my favorite thing in the world is in Indiana when the the Mike Pence, the asshole right wing dick fuck governor there, went after Planned Parenthood, shut a couple of them down, and then the AIDS epidemic took off because of heroin use. Because oh, I forgot the Planned Parenthood does health screenings and gave out needles, you know, exactly. Like, and, and like so, suddenly you have all these AIDS cases in Indiana because fuckhead got rid of the only health clinic that was taking care of women. You know, that's, so that's what I always say. It's like the one place that's actually you know, controlling and helping the people that don't have the the means to spend a thousand dollars or the means to 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 talk to someone, you know, that 
facility is is literally the only thing to help someone in need and they're just taking it away you know just because i say so you know or their opinion and and planned parenthood and these abortions actually aren't even close to being the problem you know if you're trying to change a point of view that's what i feel i feel like people are trying to change a point of view so they're just shutting down the abortions and that doesn't make sense to me it's a good way of looking at it jake any last yeah. thoughts or words yeah i mean it as far as I know, it's completely impossible for a dude to get pregnant, right? I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I'm going to I'm gonna say I'm like 98% sure on this one. Dude well, can't get I, pregnant. I saw a documentary starring uh, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger that might prove you wrong. Well, yeah, but he's rich. He's a governor. That doesn't count. True. You know? he, but, again, it goes back to money. If you're a man, you can afford to get pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's rich enough to get pregnant, and he's he's the Terminator. He does what he wants. But uh, for the most part, dudes can't get pregnant. So uh, I don't think men should be able to vote on abortion, right? Like uh, most most of the uh, Congresses and, and, and Senate houses are made up of mostly men. I mean, yeah, there's some women in there. I, I, I know I saw a statistic a long time ago on, on – men to women in uh state congress and things like that but it's heavily skewed toward men and so you have these bodies of government that are mostly comprised of men voting on stuff that only affects women and so i i just think if it's something like that then all right the, the men get to kind of sit down for a second and let the women vote on that i mean i think only women should be able to vote on abortion stuff i think only gay people should be able to vote on gay marriage I think only Eskimos should be able to vote on igloos and so on and so on, you know? I, uh, <laughs> I don't really argue point with you. I, the, only, the only comeback I have on that is that pushback is that when it, when it comes to issues like gay marriage or civil rights, uh, the discussion I've had in the past is you do need the straight white men to come around on it because otherwise you're just going to have these these grudging except you can't have like you said only gay people should vote on gay marriage well no you need progressive intelligent forward-thinking straight whites to convince the try to convince the on the fence or maybe people that you're never going to convince the bigots you can't go into the bible belt and say look i know you're stupid and we're raised fucking your cousin but here's why gay marriage should be the law but there are people that really don't know much you know like not so much anymore the the generation that's coming up is not but like the older generation people that maybe don't have much experience with gay people or they don't really have an opinion you just need to turn that tide you can't have a gay person saying i need my rights you do need that but you also have to have someone like easing them into it saying hey my friend is gay. My cousin's gay. My uncle, you know, and that way that straight oh, white them. person. I say give go. them a pamphlet. If they, if they don't want to read the pamphlet, <laughs> fuck them. Let them be pissed off. Fair enough. All right, kids. Thanks for listening. Amy, Thank thanks you. for being thanks on. Thanks for being on. Thank you so much. It was fun.